This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Drive out with a car! With your host, Mark Martinez. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. And the English professor. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the dumpster, Drosy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mark Martinez. Sitting beside me in studio today is the guru, Chad Parana. This is the third time we've done the entrance because I'm an idiot. And well, that's why this, I did it like this. This isn't a we thing. This is because of him. First, I had a different last name, and second time, he couldn't remember what the hell his name was. It's just, there needs to be something in this coffee. We had a late night, first of all. Yes. Uh, we went to a new federation for you, but I've been there a couple times. And, uh, guys, we got a lot going on today, so we're just going to jump right into it. Screw what we did during the week. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usual. Yeah. Um, we went to Imagine Pro Wrestling Volume 9 last night in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And the selling point, I think, for you uh, was who they brought in. Yes. The franchise, Shane Douglas, and... Dominic DiNucci. WWF... WWF Hall, Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, that was awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was good to see. I'd seen Shane before, um, but you know, many years ago when he was kind of sort in his prime, maybe just outside of it. And it's always good to see the the old timers that when I was introduced to wrestling, that they were in the prime and they were big names. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to Dominic had a spot, or he gave himself a spot, more or less, <laughs> in the show. All right, so we got there, and I've seen the venue before, and like as soon as we got in, I'm like, what did you think? I was, well, you had mentioned, you know, you you might kind of look at the outside and think, what the hell? Um, to me, it was, I, I mean, there was some changes, obviously, from what you had seen, yeah. um, but it looked like it reminded me of like a, a roller rink from the outside, like the Joy Gardens roller rink for some reason. I don't know why. Because people in uh, California or Indiana or wherever are going to know what the hell a Joy Gardens roller rink is. Oh, Joy, 15 uh, miles up the road. Roller skating. Yeah. Roller skating rink. Yeah, yeah. They understand that. Um, so a lot of good matches. Uh, guys, I, I don't know if we're going to give finishes uh, like we did or anything. We'll just talk about some of the people that we really liked because i've been to four of them it's been oh uh probably about eight months since i've been to one i'll just leave it at that and there's some new faces in imagine and i have to start right off the top the neighborhood's my favorite the neighborhood (laughs) is my favorite thing going there i like some of the iwc carryovers as well uh, and we'll get to that but the neighborhood they freaking come out to it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood with a rap version or something and the characters in it are awesome at first i was like what in the hell and then 
you've seen a little bit more development in the characters, you know, what, what their stick was. You know, you had a guy that looked like Snoop Dogg there, and he had the, you know, the Bill Alfonso whistle thing going. Not as annoying, though. It no, wasn't not as often. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a high-pitched whistle. Um, then you had, you know, a couple other guys. One guy was some a retro Nintendo oh. freak thing. Um, he used the power glove. Yes, which was I was like, oh my god! I didn't even think those things were. I he had I to find this at a yard sale. It's roosted up. Yeah, I would have figured maybe it degraded by now, biodegradable or something. that has been so long. Um, the guy that I I had to laugh at the whole time, and I just couldn't put my <coughs> finger on it. Who or what he reminded me of was the uh, sideshow psycho, and I'm just looking at this guy, and, I'm, and it finally hit me. In his match, he reminds me of a small version of, like, the elephant boy or whatever in his face and facial features. Wow. The way he goes. But it was it was funny. They they had their thing going. Yeah. Uh, I looked for him at halftime or whatever. I was going to hope to get a, a picture with all of them. But when I looked, they were all over there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... And then, but I was heading to talk to Dominic and Shane, and Dominic's a talker. Yeah. He will tell you everything, and he's a salesman, too. Holy moly. One way or another, he's One a salesman. One way or another, he's a salesman. That's something that he sold to me, and I was getting it anyway, but he sold to me. He wasn't pushy. He didn't, you know, there's some that you go up to, I'm not naming names, but there's some that you go up to, and... They don't do this unless you do that. Da, 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 da. He just told me that that is his best-looking picture right there. It might be a little bit more than this picture over here, but this is his best-looking. I'm like, oh, you're still a good-looking man. I like that picture. Yeah, and he looked for his age. He he doesn't look bad, and he moves he moves pretty well. He does for his age and that, and after as many years as he spent in the ring. Yeah. Then of course I got a uh, new picture. I'm going to do, first of all, I have to go through what my mother would call my baby books. Um, there's a picture of myself. I don't know. I don't know how old I was. I, if I'm 10, that's pretty amazing. It would have been 87. Um, not sure. Roughly around there of myself and Shane Douglas in a match in Indiana, Pennsylvania, which it was Danucci's territory because you, everybody knows Shane was trained by Dominic. Um, I got a picture with Shane. So fast forward 30 years, bro, and here I am now taking another picture with Shane. So I hope to get that split-level picture up on the social medias just to show how much Shane still looks great, and I look like an idiot both times. Well, you know, there's a given there. If I find the kid picture, if I find the kid picture, it's horrible. I have... Really Coke bottle glasses, uh, a truck and tractor pull hat on with pins of the Rock and Roll Express, probably my Rock and Roll Express self-made sweatshirt. Uh, yeah, I, you were a, you were a, a an good idiot. mark. Oh, I'm a bad mark. I really <laughs> am. Well, we're not talking about that on this podcast. No. So, um, any big any uh, what was your favorite match? I'll put it that way. Uh, it was a uh, main event. Um, Spencer Bill, Slade? Bill Collier and Slade. No, for, it was Beastman and Slade. Or Beastman and Slade, <laughs> sorry. Um, I thought, you know, it was it, it told a good story because 
Beast Man, he, dude's huge. Yeah. Uh, ridiculously huge, and he doesn't he doesn't move bad for. Yeah, you know, he, he doesn't move as like Bam Bam, but he moves good. And uh, you know, it was the thing of Slade, who's not a small guy himself, but you know, having to get around the guy's size and everything like that. And I thought it was a pretty. I thought it was a pretty decent match. Uh, Impact-wise, that's the one that I liked the most. The one that, a little bit more to the wrestling side, was Bill Collier's Against match. Moriarty. And uh, that was, this was the first time I've seen uh, Collier. I'd seen him on IWC, but obviously not in person. And when they said it was him coming out and I turned around, I was like, holy shit. This guy's freaking huge. Yeah. Oh, sorry for the S-word, people. I know this is a family show. Yeah. Inside he, joke there. Inside joke. Um, Douglas did get in the <coughs> ring. Uh, we'll touch on this real quick. Douglas did get in the ring, but after two cheap shots to the ding-dong, uh, David Lawless picked up the win. This show was setting up a lot for their March 21st show, which is their anniversary show, you know, one year in the biz. And we're, we're thinking about it. We're really thinking about yeah. it. Ray Lynn returns. Douglas is going to be back in an Extreme Rules match. There's going to be a zero-gravity ladder match, which even the ring announcer said, I don't know what the hell that is. We'll have to watch it, it on social media. I, I was wondering about that. I didn't know if that was a, the another name for the reverse thing that you have to climb up and put it post up. the belt. I, uh, I don't know. No clue. So... Yeah, overall, a uh, quick recap of Imagine, because now they're doing a lot of videos now, and just like IWC, we'll, we'll touch on it, but we're not going to go in in-depth, because guys, support them, you know? Yeah. Buying a video from Imagine Wrestling is putting money, you know, throughout the whole way, uh, and this is a great organization. Yeah. Your boy wants to go. Uh, quick backstory about that. We brought your little guy and told him we were going to surprise, and he was a maze that we yeah, he, did, he, he slept on the way down typical piranha there sleeping in the car and uh he didn't want to eat when we stopped to eat um and which is unusual for him as a piranha uh right and he he just didn't want to eat he ate a couple of potato chips a couple of hot cheese bites and that was about it he was like i don't want this food i want to get to the surprise and then he still didn't get it when we walked past the big wrestling sign. Right. He wasn't paying attention because he wanted to get inside and see what it was. And then when he seen that it was a ring, you know, the eyes got big, the smile. He Started chucking and jiving a little bit. Oh, uh, it was funny. He was like, well, he is a little kid, but he was like a little kid. Uh, you know. A little, little kid in wrestling. A little kid at going to wrestling. And uh, he, he loved it. He was... You know, all over the place, wanting to go and meet people, and he wanted to go get in the ring and everything like that. He he loved it. Good. So he he had a good night. He he passed right out when you guys got home. Yeah, he got about fifteen minutes of listening to Jim Cornette swear about stupid people, and he was out like a light. Nice. Hey, all right, we we have to move along because this is a part I'm really excited about. We have to dial up the English professor because you have your top ten I have from my last top week. 10. Yes, and I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit off of my homework. We gotta just for the hell of it throw out some honorable mentions each, because this was not easy coming down. You could go for maybe about the top five or six, but beyond that, it, it was hard choosing a couple of them. All right, between a couple of them, let's bring in the English professor. 
So the English professor is finally online with us, and guys, what we're doing right now is we had Thad send in an email uh, about a week and a half ago. We touched on it last week. I took a different spin on it, and we're going to do our top ten songs related to wrestling, entrance, whatever, somebody singing them, whatever. And by the way, English professor, welcome to the show. I'm an ass for not doing that early. That's all right. Hey, Thank you're, you. You're lucky he remembered your name. You know, with the show introduction, it took him three times to get everything right. I imagine it did. It's a rough Not morning. Surprised. It's a rough morning. <laughs> yeah. All right. So being being the host, I always uh, go last. Um, either one of you two want to rock paper scissors to go see who goes first, or you, anybody want to concede? Go ahead, John. All right. All right. Uh, so, music in professional wrestling. They've been intertwined for a long, long time. Going back to Sergeant Slaughter with the uh, Marine hymn. Maybe even before that. I don't know. But what I did was, I made a top ten a la Tony Schiavone. And then I did a world champion of music. So, coming in at number ten. JYD, another one bites the dust, not grab them cakes, because I like when they use like actual songs that they didn't write. So number 10, JYD, another one bites the dust. Number nine, Hulk Hogan, Eye of the Tiger. Number eight, Undertaker's original theme, just the, the bell gonging and, and the music, not the thunder and lightning and everything else. In at number seven, Jimmy Hart with King Kong Bundy's Girls. I wish they all could be King Kong. Nice! Wow. Yeah. I love, uh, a, you went back for that one. Yeah, yeah. In at number six, you'll see a theme here. Jimmy Hart, We Hate School. I think it was like a 1985 video. That was a good song. You have a lot of time. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Go, go ahead, you go have a lot of time. You dig. You dug. You digged. You, you, you dug. I, I dig. <laughs> Yeah. And these are, I remember yeah. them, uh, but holy shit. Go ahead. Okay. Um, in at number five, The Gentries featuring Jimmy Hart with Keep On Dancing. Uh, Jimmy Hart, you guys remember, was in a band in the 60s. It was a good band. It was... Um, he was a background singer, but if you go listen to the song, Keep On Dancing, you'll hear him in the background. Okay. Uh, yeah, so in at number five, Jimmy Hart with Keep On Dancing. Well, the Gentry's featuring Jimmy Hart with Keep On Dancing. Uh, in at number four, Ric Flair, 2001 Space Odyssey. I didn't care for the uh, refurbished version when he was in the WWF. Uh, number three, Razor Ramon's entrance. Um, I did not know this. That was outright stolen from the Eagles. The song, Those Shoes. Oh, wow. I want everybody to go listen to Those Shoes by the Eagles. And it's got that same intro. Uh, the Eagles actually sh uh, sued Vince McMahon and won. It was a blatant ripoff. Uh, number two, the Honky Tonk Man self-titled song. That was so much fun. Uh, number one, the number one contender uh, for music and pro wrestling. Rowdy Roddy Piper's Bagpipe Band. Um, that just was so much fun to listen to when he was on his way to the ring. People either cheered or booed instantaneously as soon as you heard that. And then the drum and so much fun. But the world heavyweight champion, 
Does anybody want to take a guess? Think along the lines of who my favorite wrestler is. Uh, oh, it's Bret Hart. Right? It is Bret Hart. But it's there's never been a right time to say goodbye off that stupid-ass album that you had, Mark. And you called me over to your house to listen to this, and I couldn't believe it. I could never forgive Bret Hart for that. That was the dumbest thing Ever. All, all the songs were dumb on that album. They were all wait, terrible. Wait a minute, but that's your favorite song then. So you're you're it just, you're, con- you're contradicting yourself, saying that you hated the album, but now it's your world freaking champion. It, it is world champion because of how bad it is. You're unbelievable. It's you're, it's so it's so good for right? being so bad. So you exactly. Did, we, exactly. We didn't do notes because prior to you coming on, Chad has honorable mentions and his top ten. And we've okay. all we've all taken this a different spin. I've taken the songs and when I hear them I'm ready to go. So it's wrestling that way. But we'll go to Chad, we'll do his honorable mentions, his top ten, then we'll go to mine, and then we'll discuss for a couple minutes, okay? Sounds good. Alright. Okay, just real quick to Honorable mentions. Everybody's gonna get these. Uh, the special op with the uh, for the shield. You just knew there was gonna be a fight when that hit, and usually they were coming down through the fans, so you got some interaction there. It was a cool way to start. Uh, this one was really hard for me to keep out of the top ten. Uh, Real American with Hulk Hogan. You just. I don't think there's many more wrestlers that you can name that when their song hit, you got the pop that this song had. I agree. Um, yeah. Number 10, I got to go with... Uh, Wait, number 10? Oh, okay. Uh, number number 10, uh, Judas, uh, Chris Jericho. That has caught on so well. You have people singing it. You have him trying to not smile and be like, hell yeah, people are into this and everything. Um, and again, it just gets people involved. Um, number nine, uh, <laughs> everyone's got a price for the million dollar man for Ted DiBiase. Nice. Uh, you just loved it. He was he was such a prick, and this just matched his uh, persona and his gig and everything like that. Um, number eight, the original uh, game. From Motorhead for Triple H. It's time to play the game. Yeah, the the very very original one. There was like three versions they did for him, and that was another one. It's like when that hit, people were on their feet. You knew that there was going to be a fight, even when he was a a rule breaker or a coward rule breaker, and would come out to it. It was it was a good one. Everybody tried to spit water, like he did all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one person in our realm that he cannot spit water. Again, go to Martinez Wedding Entrances on YouTube. You'll see us coming in during the wedding, and uh, Pat Lupino chose to be Triple H. And I'm talking, and you could ask John real quick to interrupt yours. We tried to show Pat for two to three hours how to drink and spit. He just likes swallowing. And we, yep. let him, and we let him swallow. Ah. And you see him do it, even on the wedding entrance. It, it, it's a, Pat's not a spitter. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, we all spit, but Pat swallows. Oh. 
Oh, okay. Uh, on, <laughs> on from that, um, Guns and Roses, welcome to the jungle for the Steiners. You uh, hate the Steiners. I I didn't, oh, but wow. it, but it, then I didn't I didn't hate him because he it wasn't big papa punk pump, you know steroid free big booty daddy or whatever the hell he is. Um, this was when they were actually good and both um you know really wrestling probably at the time, uh, I you know the best tag team in wrestling when they were doing this. Again, welcome to the Jungle Guns and Roses. Uh, number six. Tina Turner, the best, for Larry Zbysko when he was the oh. AWA world champion. Because Holy he, cow. he was such an arrogant snot, and this just absolutely fit him. Um, no uh, funny side note with that, there was uh, no lawsuit or anything like that with that song being used from Tina Turner or the record company at the time, they gave them all the AWA the rights to use that song without any kind of squabble or anything like that. Uh, number five, this I can't believe this is as low on the list as it is. Uh, phenomenal for AJ Styles. Um, just great. Another thing that absolutely fits him being a southern boy and everything. Side note on that, this song was originally supposed to be for Robert Roode when he made his debut on the main roster, and he didn't like it. How do you not like that song? That's a great song. Um, yeah, I didn't. It, it, yeah, it works really well for him, too. It, it's got a little bit of country, but a little bit of hip-hop to it, too. You're right. It fits him nicely. Uh, number four, Sharp Dress Man ZZ Top for Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Come on, what yeah, song did what song didn't get you just whether you like Garvin or not? What song didn't get you going? And you know, from one way or another, if you loved him, it was great. If you hated him, you just wanted to see him get pummeled when this song come on. Um, number three, I I could not find what this song was, but it was the initial Midnight Express theme. Um, just music, yeah. not the not the digitalized WCW version, no, I, but the actual NWA version. Um, you knew that the boys were coming down. You knew that Cornette was going to be flapping his gums and waving his tennis racket, and you were hoping they got the hell beat out of him. Uh, number two, this was hard putting at number two, um, real close with number one. Uh, Iron Maiden's Iron Man for the Road Warriors. Uh, you knew when this hit, you were going to see a brawl. You were going to see somebody get their ass handed to them on a silver platter when this song hit. Um, number one, probably no surprise to uh, uh, Mark especially, Electric Light Orchestra, uh, Rock and Roll is King for the Rock and Roll Express. I have, my, I have... favorite, my favorite tag team of all time the favorite song that they used, and they've used three or four different songs. This was the absolute best. Good list. Good stuff. Good list. All right, so mine again is uh, when I hear it, I mark out, okay? And some of them are going to piss both of you off right from the start. Number 10 will be no, the first one. Jive Soul Bro 
When I hear Slick coming out with Jive Soul Brawl, it was amazing. It, it's stupid. It's it's an 80s song. Uh, late 80s, early 90s. Just, guys, it pushes the buttons. If that's on now, shit's going to hit the fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a fun song. Yeah. Number 10, I went from... That, that was number 10. Number 9... I have a four-way tie because just the first beat of their entrances, uh, I, I get pretty pumped about. Uh, it's all the ladies. So we have Paige, we have Alexa Bliss, we have Sasha, and we have Nat. You know, that first note in all of them is pretty distinguished. If you hear their entrance song, you know who's coming out then. Uh, so that's that. Judas is number eight for me because it's hot right now. Am I going to get sick of it? Probably, but it's fun. It's it's in there. I do. I'm now starting to sing along with it with Jericho. Number seven. You can't go wrong with Land of a Thousand Dances. That was the first song on the original wrestling album. All every wrestler on there had a part. They tried to have some fights during the song. It's unbelievable. So cringeworthy. I think that's what led to the 30 man battle royal because they all fought during the video. So why not put them all in a battle royal? Yeah. yeah. Number six, uh, when you hear, whoa, Becky Lynch is, you know, the Celtic one, uh, probably one of my favorite female ones. It just, it's a soccer, you know, sp another sports getting involved in it. Um, this is where I, I kind of start getting serious now. Um, number five, it's called the Chase Theme from the Midnight Express. That, that same one Chad was talking about. Number four, I agree with you, Chad. I like the Rock and Roll Express one, but I like Boogie Woogie Dance Hall. Ricky Morton's original sing-song one, so much better. Number, nice. th yeah. number three, just because he brought us to wrestling, I am a real American. But it, as a kid, we all got up. I don't care. John says he never liked Hogan. You know, he was a bad guy, this, that, and the other thing. If you hear I am a real American, you're posing at least once at the age of 40s for all of us. We're doing something stupid when you hear that song. Correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm kind of with John about, you know, never really cared for Hogan. He was great, you know, great entertainer and everything. The only match that I really remember rooting for him for as an American, come on, this is an easy one. Against Sergeant Slaughter, with the whole Iraqi crap going on with Slaughter and the Sheik and uh, Skandar, or not Skandar, Akbar, Adnan, uh, Al Casey. Um, yeah. That, that was the match that I, I just wanted Hogan to destroy him. That was such a bad match. Yes. That was such a bad match. Um, I'm when, that, when that video... When that video debuted, it was brilliant, though, Mark. You're absolutely right. It does get you pumped because they put footage to the words that made perfect sense. Like the part that says, if you hurt my friends and you hurt my pride, I got to be a man. I can't let it slide. They're showing Stud and Bundy dropping hammers on Andre the Giant. And who comes running in but Hulk Hogan? Because if you hurt his friends, he's not going to let it slide. I just thought... The best part of that video was when Hogan was kind of like standing on the Statue of Liberty torch playing the guitar. How he got up there to play that, that was unbelievable. So that's, that's a lot of steps. Yeah, that's a lot of steps. 
Um, number two and number one are real close. Um, uh, number two is kind of the original to me. These guys brought music, um, singing music to wrestling that I grabbed onto first, and it's the Freebirds with Bad Street. Oh. So, you know, they, they brought that song in, and I'm like, wow, man, these guys can actually sing too, and I was pretty pumped about it. So that, that, that was there. In number one, from the Pile Driver album, oh, <laughs> is Girls in Cars for Strike Force. With uh, uh, I was gonna say Coco Beware. No, okay, Girls in Cars. Girls in Cars. Come on, guys. What we, right. everybody drives by, and you peek over, and if that that girl is in that car, and she gives you that subtle look, you just think, oh man, I could have been part of Strike Force. Yep. Is that before? Yep. Was that Jimmy R2 and then? No, Robbie Dupree. Okay. I, I was going to say the looking over there and thinking girls in cars. Was that before or after your wife slaps you and you? It's during. What are you talking during. about? Okay. Yeah, it's during. So, all right. Uh, any that we kind of forgot that's on anybody's mind, we'll, we'll stay with this for like another minute or two. Anything that... You know, Chad had some honorable mentions. Roddy Piper was actually one that I was it was going to put on my list, but I knew one of you guys were going to get it, so I I kind of stepped back from it. John, did we miss any on your thoughts? No, you guys had some really good lists. Just what comes to mind now, now that you mentioned like I'm a real American and and the whole music wrestling connection, you got to give a shout out to Cindy Lauper with Goonies. Oh that wow! Video, yeah. I mean, when you were a little kid. How corny is it now? But you're seeing like, you know, Iron Sheik and, and Roddy Piper. Go- and, and, Not Goonies. Uh, girls just want to have fun. Well, no, girls just want to have fun. Was a video Wendy of you Richter. on that? Oh yeah, Wendy Richter, yeah. and so that's the one that Wendy Richter used when Lopper managed her against uh, Lou Albano and um, Fabulous Moolah when Richter right. won the title. They came out to that, yeah. Cindy Lauper had a video for, um, I don't know, it was, you know, I'm not even going to try to sing it, but it goes, for you, for me, it's good enough, it's good enough for me. He said he wasn't going to try singing. No, but... no, no, well, he's no, not no. singing. Uh, he's... But that had all the wrestlers in it. Andre the Giant, Big John Stud, I think JYD, <laughs> Iron Sheik. Think of the first LJN line. They were in that video. It oh, was wow. such a Nice. Watch it. All right, watch it. Uh, all right, that uh, that's going to wrap up that segment. That was fun, guys. We, we need to do this again in uh, another form of maybe favorite something or other. This, this was this was great. I, I want to throw out there, and I, I talked to you about it yesterday in our trip. I thought a good one to do would be top five, top ten, whatever. Events, good or bad, real life or not, that shaped professional wrestling whether it hurt it or helped it. That's a great one. Uh, let, let's, yeah, why, why don't we do that one for two weeks? This way we're not doing these every week. Right. God, we uh, don't need, the English professor doesn't need this much time. Yeah. Yeah, you guys don't want me on too much. People are going to get sick of me. No. I'm like, no, see, I'm like Andre the Giant in the WWF. You just feature me once in a while, like, Fritz would have had me in a match and then in a battle royal and in somebody's corner. 
people get sick of me. You just, you want to sprinkle me a little bit. Yeah, sprinkle. Well, I, I think yeah. if I think if you improved on your singing, we might be able to have you on more with better reception. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. All right, English professor, we'll check back with you in a, in a few segments. I'm sure you have more to say, right? I absolutely do, yes. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Everybody, this is Gilbert, WWF longest landing light heavyweight champion. You're listening to King Crusher's podcast. The best guys are out there. And welcome back to the show. Uh, forgot to talk about Collar and Elbow like we normally do before we play the commercial, Chad, because the English professor. Yeah, he was, I don't know what was up with him today. He just wanted all the attention. Singing and all the video about dancing. Yeah, he had his Charlotte Flair robe on, everything. It was weird. Guys, you know how we love Collar and Elbow on this show. Uh, one of our great sponsors, hats, hoodies, tees. You know, the shirts are awesome. Chad talks about how comfortable they are. They, they are just well-quality-made products. Yeah. very like You know, the biggest thing for me with any kind of clothing, design can be spot-on, everything like that, but if it's not comfortable, you're not going to want to wear it. These shirts are comfortable. Yeah, look. I, nope. Uh, I switched. I switched hoodies. I'm gonna say I'm in my collar and elbow hoodie. I wore it last night to Imagine, and uh, I got some. They're like, "Oh, collar and elbow." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a great company. You know, you should listen to Can Crushers. We talk about it all the time." And they're like, "All right, I will." And we have a promo code, Chad. Do you know what it is? Once you check out, you get 10 percent off. Oh, something, something, something. Uh, it's Can Crushers. Capital Capital C's. In Can Capital C and Crusher, guys, you'll get 10 percent off the entire order. And we're, we'll let you know when you buy something and use that promo code, you kick back some money to us to help improve podcasting stuff. Because during the, the little bit of a break, we had a, I had a meltdown. I didn't know what was going well, on. No, you didn't have a meltdown. The something program had a meltdown. So, all right. Uh, let's dabble on some wrestling that happened over the week, and I know you have some stuff that you're you want to bring to the table about news and stuff. So yeah. we'll talk about the news before we get into some actual wrestling. Yeah, uh, just odd odd things and stuff that I catch uh, about wrestling. Uh, Rock uh, Dwayne Johnson, Rock, his daughter is at the performance center training. Yep, I started started this week. Um, posted a story on Facebook about it. And I actually titled it the future women's champion. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Let's see, because you know, a lot of times you get these wrestlers that have the have the it factor, right? And then their kids come up and they just don't have that type of factor. I 
don't know that she's gonna would be as big as a rock and have that, but who knows? Yeah, she's who knows got some what time. she's gonna bring to the table. She's obviously got time, but she's gonna be compared to him oh, in everything, from everything now that on, she does. Yeah. Done. Done. No matter what she does. Um, so it's good to see, you know, uh, the the heritage continues, as we say. Yep. All right. Um, just odd things here. Uh, hold on. The uh, XFL, Vince McMahon, shows how out of touch he is, projected to lose over $300 million. Its 375 first, $375 its first year. Just a lot of money that you could be, oh, I don't know, Feeding to your talents, taking care of them, a little bit more stuff like that. Health, health insurance? Health insurance. Uh, that's kind of where I was going with it. Help him out a little bit more. Does he take care of them, you know, with certain things and that? Yeah, but give him, give him a little something to be used outside of the wrestling angle, so to speak. On the side note of the XFL, we touched on it briefly last week. I'm going to spend some time again after putting the show together, watching it. Um it's it's some pretty good football. Yeah, I watched a, a little bit of it um, this morning on uh, Sports Center. It was showing some uh, stuff and talking about it, and uh, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, it do- honestly, it doesn't look too bad. I said it's a, it's that filler from now until baseball season for me, and then it, you know I'll forget about the XFL come uh, the middle of March when spring training games start. And that's I think pretty much the intent because there's nothing. Don't don't anybody shoot me. I don't I don't follow soccer at all or anything like that. So there's nothing Pressing. American sport wise. NBA, but I don't. I'm not an NBA fan. Yeah. Um. Just a little bit of something for the for the football guys for the ones that won Hennigan and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. On WWE again, we talked about this on our trip to the wrestling last night. The centers where wrestling is being held at totally blowing uh pay-per-view results by advertising you know hey wwe is going to be here in three weeks and the champion bray wyatt's supposed to defend against xxx person i think i would think with such a tight ship that vince runs that he'd be cutting some people's genitalia off for letting this out I, I yes, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to stir the pot though, and I wasn't stirring the pot yesterday on the ride. Um, you're talking about the elimination chamber that's going to happen in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, they've announced all six members of the elimination chamber. They said Bray Bray Wyatt will be defending the title. Da 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 da. So they're throwing the whole Saudi card out the window. Philly is, but they always put because somebody is going to write to us. I'm telling you this. For a fact, somebody's going to write to us and say, don't forget the, about the little parentheses down at the bottom of the thing that says card subject to change. But this, uh, It doesn't change in the WWE. It, yeah, I mean, not not something like that unless it's, you know, re- really open. I mean, this is like the, the years ago Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Nobody wanted either one of them to win. Could that Roman again? Reigns, we were about to throw up from Brock. We didn't want him to win because we were throwing up from him. So they bring Seth Rollins down. This is just, and I don't really care about the Saudi card because I think it's it's just a throwaway. It's a glorified Raw house show to me. Um, but this is not the first time 
this has happened. Um, you know, it's kind of put the screws to all the WWE cards at one time or another. WrestleMania, Survivor oh. Series, everything like that. And it's just funny. Oh, Vince, Vince fires people that, you know, have a different opinion than him. But he keeps going to these people and events, centers, and places and that that leak out and blow, you know, what's going to happen to his you know, next pay-per-view and stuff like that. Just a, a weird, funny thing to me. Uh, this is something I don't know if you caught. Uh, Ted DiBiase's son, Brett, is under federal investigation for... see this. Embezzling. Embezzling. And what it... I found out what it is, is Ted DiBiase has, um, based with his religion, a um, organization that does a lot of good stuff for the... Uh, for the people of the towns and things like that. But what he's his son's under investigation for, and now Ted is under investigation, found that out yesterday, is embezzling over $2 million of welfare funding. Oh, so damn. they were approved from the state to receive these, and it's separate pot, these welfare funds, um... And you're talking over two million when this state refuses ninety-eight percent of the applicants for welfare. Holy hell. So it's this is this is this is bad. Oh, this is this bad. Is yeah, bad. This is this federal, is, yeah, this is going right down the line. And he's you know, stuff was used for, you know, oh operation of the business and everything like that. And what fell in under it? Hotel rooms, cars, traveling. For the people involved in the investigation, that's where they're gonna they're gonna get, get hurt. in the ass. Yeah, that's where they're gonna get hurt. Uh, just one last one last really news item, so to speak. My God, thank you, NWA. You finally released when you're given the Crockett Cup information this Tuesday. This Tuesday, two, two days it, from today, ticket information, venue information, everything finally. On Tuesday, thank you. So now I am able to sleep. Now I'm well, able you're gonna to sleep eat one and day, everything. Though. You're going to sleep one day. You you have slept prior to announcing this, but now you really only have one day of sleep left because you're going to sleep during Raw, wake up after Raw Monday night, and just wait and see when Tuesday they're going to announce it. Yeah. Are you going to be up? You're going to be up from twelve oh one until. The announcement are comes they, down. Are they going to drop it when it when it hits Tuesday hours, or is it going to be a six o'clock, nine o'clock? Don't have to wait to the show Tuesday night because it's not up. a show. First power. of all, well, it's, power. No, it's not power. It's squared circle. Squared circle. Their their new show. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we don't have to wait till then because I signed up for the NWA newsletter. And that is the first place that it's going to be announced. So we're excited for that. Very much so. All right, so let's dabble on some wrestling. Um, not really a lot, because a lot really didn't happen. Since we brought up NWA, let's start there. All right, let's start with the NWA. And I, um, matches of bigness, I guess. I know bigness isn't probably the right word. <laughs> I like seeing the Dawsons with the Pope. We knew the Pope was going to be bad at some point. The Dawsons yeah. are devilish. Um, this that was, was a, a good tag team match. This was a great tag, tag team, team match. match. The Dawsons against the Bouncers, four big mammoth human beings in there. Uh, 
I hope both of them are in the tournament, and I hope they go a long way. I, I, you know, I'm a true fan of the Dawson. Yeah, it's I'm I'm loving the fact that you're seeing more teams come out, and it's funny, and it's it's timing. I think it's really intentional with the Crockett Cup coming Looming. up yeah. that they're going to have. I mean, last year you didn't know who the hell was going to be in the Crockett Cup outside of the Briscoes and the Rock and Roll Express. You had no idea. No. Who the hell was going to be in it. Now you're at least, okay, you got Storm and Eli. They're going to be in it. You would think. Are they going to be the first team to win the Crockett Cup as the NWA champions? I, you know, That's who, a strong possibility. Um, that's my pick uh, for it to win it. Um, but it's just bringing, a, you know, the NWA having the tag teams, having formed tag teams, not just people thrown together. I think this is being done intentionally to sh- put interest on the Crockett Cup. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Camille, she always looks great, but uh, my God, did she look amazing this week as I step back and critique her. She absolutely beautiful. When And I know it's part of her character, but when she takes off her resting bitch face look and, you know, she actually has a, cracks a smile and stuff like that, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. The Latimer Tim Storm match. Um good. Good. I, I liked it. Pa- passable. Passable. The Mama Storm thing should have been a one off. To have this Mama Storm coming out now two weeks in a row. I I don't know. Now Yeah, it's just kinda like okay, once, twice, okay, Storm just needs to level the guy on the third time. But he doesn't want to hit a he lady. He doesn't want to hit a lady, and I think uh, obviously it's going to happen. That's not the angle that they're going. I he just he doesn't want to attack somebody, but I think he's going. They need him to snap. They, I agree. They need him to snap. He's past the thing of fighting for the title with all this. Right. They need him to s- just snap on somebody. Let's talk about, we talked about this on the trip as well, a lot of references to the trip, but we talk a lot about wrestling. Even when we're not on the podcast, we talk a lot about wrestling. Our boy comes out, the question mark, because Trevor wants a national title shot, and question mark comes out and, you know, says karate. But he also, once again, thank you, sings the Mongrovian National Anthem. Yes, it, you know, absolute, his voice, so, you know, the melody in his voice and the pitch, it's so perfect. He he, he should be singing the our National Anthem at the Super Bowl. His voice is like Fergie and Jesus. Yeah, it's just, wow. I mean, dude, somebody sign him up. RCA or somebody needs to sign him up to a contract. I like the little shtick that Sean Mooney has now in the middle. They break away for like two to three minutes, and he does kind of like an update. You you know that it's edited in because it, it is about what's happening now. You know, he just talked about the ROH thing that we talked about last week, all this coming in, da-da-da-da-da, and him and Skrull. So that has been edited in. So they are doing weekly editing now. And I what I love about his and him doing it that way versus others which we'll go into what we're going to do this week with wrestling, um, is it's just little little clip yeah. in him talking. It's not, let's just punch in from last week, the 15-minute right. thing or whatever. I don't need to see everything that happened last week, but a little 
a little clip. A teaser. Yeah. A Teasers teaser. here and there. You know, 15 second, 20 second teasers about everything and anything. I mean, and it wraps up to be two minutes. Their biggest angle that they have right now, the uh, Aldous uh, Skrull stipulation at the Crockett Cup, was reviewed, updated within 20 seconds. It was a 20 second clip of, hey, this is what happened the initial, this is his acceptance. This is what it's gonna. This is what it's gonna be. Done. Great. Got my review. Don't have to sit there and you know, the grass is growing quicker than I'm getting my review type deal. Yeah, that that that's perfect. That that's perfect. And with uh, all this girl stipulation, obviously you know Nick Aldis. How much is it worth to you? How much is your greed worth to you? Evidently, our friendship doesn't mean anything. This belt's worth $500,000 to me. The initial thing was, you have to refund the attendance. Now, Skrull has said, I will write you out. My ROH check. A $500,000 check if I lose this match. It's backing off, I think, in, I mean, in, in my opinion, they're backing off of the attendance which is angle, a smart thing because some because you I, I my first thought was when they said that if he accepts that you know damn well who's winning right absolutely who's winning because they're not so you you think if Marty loses he's really not going to give him a five hundred thousand dollar check I mean he may give him a five hundred thousand dollar check but he's going to cancel think, it the next day I don't think he's going to be able to go to the bank with that and cash that uh, but Marty's not losing so it doesn't matter I don't think so either Tasha Steele looks great again. Her and Melina's match, um, it was all about respect. Uh, I liked how Tasha was keeping it clean, and then Melina out of nowhere just, you know, it. I, I love this women's division. They have what five? Yeah, five every day, and they're they're just they're killing the women's their division. Story, yeah, their storylines are you know put together, kind of make you know make sense and stuff like that. They're not doing anything outlandish right now. And she challenged Thunder Rosa for. Not this week because there's no power, but the following, following week. week, and we we don't know if uh, Thunder answered, but we'll we'll have to find out in a week or two. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, shout out to uh, Thunderosa. Glad to see that she was in a car accident earlier. You're this glad week. to see she was in a car accident. I'm glad to move. see that she's no. Shut up. <laughs> I'm glad to see that she was not injured there in you a car go. accident. Use your words. Well, you cut cat. me off early. Glad to see that she was not injured in her car accident um, earlier this week. It was pretty serious. She, you know, the the car was uh, totaled and everything like that. But she's uh, doing good. You know, good to see that. You know, don't want to. I I hate to jump back to it, but we don't want to have a anybody be in an accident like that. But a situation where a rising star you know, for the business to come in years like what happened with uh, Magnum TA. We don't want a, a situation like that again. I, I agree. Guys, uh, I posted earlier today, Thunder Rosa has a YouTube page. Um, it's up on our Facebook page, or you can go to YouTube and look up Thunder Rosa. Um, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff from NWA, some of her matches, some of her training for her MMA fight that she had. It is a fun, full-of-content page. Um... Make sure you give Thunder Rosa a like, subscribe, whatever the hell you do on YouTube. But uh, all right, let's switch over to AEW. Um, SCU against Page and Omega, and uh, it we're thirty seconds in. 
and I'm dying already. <laughs> I'm dying already because it says in the thing, you know, the gra- the graphics at the bottom with yeah. with uh, stats. It says uh, num- number of days sober. Omega over Omega thirteen thousand. Page like Zero. negative. Yeah. The, whoever's doing pages stuff and. I don't watch anybody else's. I don't know if, because they've just brought us to watch pages all the time because he's drunk all the time. It's fun. It, yeah. it, it, it's just one thing. It's just something that, you know, you, you don't even notice till somebody points it points it out, and then you got to go back and be like, oh, my God, it really was there. The match itself was good. The ending setting up for next week's Battle Royal to find out who the number one contender is to have a match at Revolution here in a couple weeks, uh, whatever. But what I got out of this match is we had, I don't remember the name, so I'm sorry, somebody on her Facebook saying, hey, it's it's Christopher Daniels running or part of running the Dark Order. With him pulling himself out of the match as soon as the Dark Order popped up on the screen to go find out what's going on, Christopher Daniels is in the Dark Order. I I don't think he's running mm, it. He might be a, a muscle or something. You know, I, I'm, I'm seeing it a different way. I'm seeing that this is going to be a total swerve on it um it's just they're making it so too easy too obvious too easy and i just um i just think there's going to be a total swerve dustin against sammy guevara uh what a promo by darby let, let the match itself whatever but we're getting set up for sammy guevara against darby allen and as much, I, as much as I hate Sammy Guevara, I think this match is going to steal the card that it's on if they do it right. Because they both can perform. They're, you know, relatively the same weight, so you don't have a, a mismatch of weight and both everything flying, like that. Both throwing bodies all over the place. Yeah. This um, is going to be great. I hope they don't have... It either needs to be number one, but it could, if it's number one in the match lineup um it could steal the show yeah but i it's got to not be following something garbage you know i i don't know it's got to because i don't want it lost in the shuffle i think that it number one i'm kind of putting it i think it deserves a lot a bit higher on the card but at number the same one token, isn't you, bad on the card though you no, ask wrestlers that number one you're bringing the house to what it needs to be at you're yeah, getting but the, it, then at the same thing when you start when you start that good, then your main event guys or your next to last match guys, they're gonna really have to step up their game. But there's always a downfall in any card. Yeah, I'm gonna stir the pot. You, I yeah, agree no, with no. you. I, I think I think having it if they have seven matches, I think having it Four. match number three with a you know a, a stupid segment afterwards to kind of come down from it before they go into the final matches. That if I was booking, that's the way I would book it to go. Let them do, let them do whatever they want within reason, without taking stuff from the main event guys. Um, but let them, let them have their due. Just don't, uh, don't bury them. And I think, not you know maybe nothing wrong with being the first match on the card, but then everything else, the rest of the card, Has to is compete. gonna be measured with that everything. Have you ever had a Whataburger? Yes. You have? Often. I was at station in Texas. Are they good? Abilene. Excellent, excellent burgers. They're about 
Like uh, Five Guys? I know Five Guys up here. I've not had Five Guys. Whataburger is actually my favorite hamburger of any of the fast foods. Um, in a, have you had In-N-Out? Not had In-N-Out. The White Castle little mini thing? Oh, the White Castle mini things. Yes, those are horrible. My <laughs> my experience with those is not good. We'll get that. I lost day. weight after eating them, so you know. they're they're too small to get anything out of. But but I, yes, Whataburger, Bob, you know, uh, saucer sized burgers, not greasy, got good flavor to them. I liked it. It was my, one of my favorite places to eat when I was. Rick Baker is going to be a, a spokes model for them or something. This. this Brit is a heel. Is she's um, a she's a bitch. Yeah, she's a, she, <laughs> you know she's a is a heel though. She it fits her when she come out this week dressed the way she was and with the the heel. And I'm usually not, I don't want to say not attracted to the heels like that, but she's just oh it does. She's hot as it is, but this just ranks, you know, bumps her up. Great storyline. Great way to use her. I I'll agree with and Britt could give me some slack on this. Um, I'll agree with what's being tossed around on social media. She's got to stop using role model um, because Bailey has used that. It's prominent right now. I don't want to have Britt being a copycat. Yeah. She, and she says role model a couple times, and I know it's a generic phrase. But it's associated with Bailey right now. I mean, WWE got to it first. They're using it on Bailey. Um, whatever. Maybe we're setting up for a Brick Bailey match in a couple of years. That, that would be God. interesting. That would, that be, would interesting. be great. Uh, we have a new women's champion, Nyla Rose. Uh, we talked about this on the ride down, imagine as well. Um, I think it does something for the women's division now. You know, however you like Nyla or you don't like Nyla, whatever. She's a beast, and now that you can, I think you can have more realistic competitive matches and Chad's going to go off. I'll give you 30 seconds to go off so we can continue moving oh, no. on. No, um, because I'm going to bitch with you. Um, you know, regardless of what you think about Nyla, you know, throw that stuff out the window. Um, the Riho thing, Riho was not a champion. It just wasn't believable. And you could see this from, from the title match. Rio couldn't, like you said... Couldn't lift her arm because she was so big. And, and that's in the blah, beginning blah, blah, of the match. In the beginning of the match. But at the end of the match, she's able to snap suplex. After she was been just, beaten for 15 minutes. It was just it was just bad. And it's nothing against small people. And please, don't anybody come up with, well, Rey Mysterio's small and look what he did and everything like that. Rey Mysterio wasn't 98 pounds. Rey Mysterio has a... Butt-ass load of talent. Butt-ass load. Like, like wide load of talent. Um, it, it's, it's just no comparison. And I'll go back to this time and time again. If Kenny Olivier was not booking this division, Riho would not have had what she did. She, she might be in matches. She might be competitive. But it's just... it. I'm sorry. It just wasn't realistic. With Nyla being on there, now she can have, you know, Statlander. Chris Statlander. They can have a match. That Mel. she can absorb. Yeah, she can absorb the uh, brutality that I think they're they were really missing with Riho as a champion. But they got it. This is a very slippery slope for them. This is no different than what 
TNA is doing with Tessa Blanchard as champion. They've already screwed the pooch with Tessa before she even has her first title defense. Because who do they have from her going against in a triple threat? Michael Elgin and who is it? I, I forgot the other guy. Was it? Uh, Richards. Yeah. Uh, Davey, Eddie, or Eddie Edwards. Sorry, Eddie Edwards. not Davey Richards. Um, Davey Richards, hope you're feeling good, getting better. Hope you can come back to wrestling if you choose to from your yeah. injuries and health issues. Um, but back to the match. It's not realistic. This is where I said I was afraid they're going to go. They can't have her just Tessa kicking the hell out of the male division because you basically already said the female division shit. Yeah. By making her the champion, that she is way better than what female division deserves. But now you're going to, she's going to start stomping the male division. And what's that? Do? And if she doesn't, what does it do to her? It totally, you might as well never have had her win the title. You backed yourself into a bad corner. With Nyla, now they have a chance to, to grow with this a little bit. My beef uh, about AEW this week is you had Nyla walk off stage, head to the back, and Omega and the rest of the, the women's divisions back there, but they're at a freaking commercial, and they're all talking and doing stuff, and is that's part of the story. I'm more excited to see what who's challenging her back there, and we're listening to uh, Mutual Liberty or whatever damn commercial they're not putting anything in the split Don't put anything in the split screen, I'll put it this way, that's going to advance your show. Yeah. That, that's advancing your show, and we couldn't hear I, it. I have a bad feeling when they were showing that, and this will be the first time I've said this, um, I've got a really bad feeling that Kenny Omega is going to be in a match with her. Uh, I, I just have... Obviously, it won't be for the title, although it could with the way he wrestles and prances around the ring and you know spirit fingers and everything like that but i got a really bad feeling they're gonna have kenny omega and nyla rose in a, in a match next up we have mjf against jungle boy um yeah i know jericho and made an announcement we'll just talk about that all in the end um brandy comes out on commentary god i love brandy she's a beautiful woman but she's bad on commentary uh, she acknowledges that the Nightmare Collection is gone. She had an interview earlier on another social media outlet, and she says it's gone. It just wasn't. It just wasn't working. Um, Which begs to differ. Throw this question out there, and we talked about this yesterday. If she's saying she wasn't comfortable with it, she didn't get it, and it wasn't connecting. Who is who is really doing the booking? Right. Because if it was Cody, you know damn well, happy wife, happy life. If you're do, making her do something that she doesn't want to do, you're not having. You're, you're not going to have a happy life. Yeah. Who's Who's doing Speaking the booking? Of happy wife, happy life. She got uh, called into work today, and I, I didn't even get a goodbye. Yeah, you did. Oh no, I did not. <laughs> I got a glare. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I, I, who's booking this with that? I think there's something funny going on there too. But uh, uh MJF, uh, you know, gets the win and. I, it's just that you know Wardlow gets involved a little bit too. All right, moving along. Yeah, I just thought War. I just thought MJF needing Wardlow to hurt interfere him. hurt him. Yeah. Main event: Moxley against Santana. The eye for an eye. Guys, 
first thing is Moxley's had this eye patch on for a month now. Santana just had it on for a week. Moxley couldn't keep the freaking eye patch on. It, it looks like it was the first time he's actually worn it. It falls off. And this was before Santana's even touched it. Like, he's just struggling with this eye patch. And whatever. I'm looking at stupid little things like that. Tape it on better. You've had it on for a, air quotes, month. Yeah, I don't understand it because if you watched his match, matches in New Japan while this was on, the eye patch stayed on. Yeah. Except for when Suzuki just bitch slapped him in the side of the face on in the one match and knocked it crooked. But, uh, yeah, you got to do a little bit more thought into keeping it on and everything like that. Uh, all in all, uh, there's a new assassin coming after Moxley before he gets the heavyweight championship match, and I'm pumped. Yeah, uh, Jeff Cobb. Uh, wow. Uh, we've seen him in IWC. He he is a beast. He is now in the Retromania wrestling game as well, so I'm pumped oh about that. God. The people they're getting in that game. Uh, but with, with Cobb coming in, you know, ROH fame as of late, New Japan, uh, definitely a great addition to the roster. And, again, one of our trip talks, getting some more big guys in yep. AEW. Hager's going to finally wrestle with something we missed out of Guevara's uh, match. Um, Dustin Rhodes making the challenge to Hager, are you going to wrestle or are you just going to be Jericho's bitch? Bitch, yep. Um, so Hager's going to get in the ring. Wardlow's going to start getting in the ring and act. That's a more. cage match next week. Yeah. Uh, this AEW is going to probably... I think throttle NXT next week. Yeah. yeah. I really very, am. very much so. Um I would be would not be surprised if AEW goes over the million mark next week for the first time next week. We'll touch on in the third segment NXT's uh tonight is takeover Portland. We'll brief that as we're looking at time, but um let's move on to WWE. Okay. Uh I had a snafu. On, electronics have just not been my way this week. I don't know. Uh, something happened with the DVR. We didn't record uh, the Kids Cooking Championship or the Girl Scouts Baking Championship or Raw on Monday night. I, I don't know. What the I would hell? Be, I would be more disappointed in the Cooking Championships than Raw. I'll tell you that much. Well, I, I, well because I did see that uh, Shayna Baszler's... I don't know. What the hell? I, I was doing a basketball game anyway. That's why I wasn't home. And I get a text from the English professor and saying, what is this effing shit? And I'm like, I, John, I have a basketball game. He's like, I know, I just want to precursor that <laughs> this is a bunch of horse shit coming around. So I get on social media the following day, wait till everything's happened, and Shayna Baszler looks like, I don't know, she, she's a zombie eating faces now. And yeah. they did, well, why she, are didn't they her, she didn't eat her face. Her neck. She bit, she bit Becky Lynch on the neck and... That blood capsule blew. I was it covered her. She looked like the the new missing link, just in red. Yeah, uh, just reminded me of a. I want to say a wolf eating a carcass. It go and lifts he, up, and its whole face is red. He did the facial features on that too, by the way. Oh, uh, it was it was bad. And I, what else? I know the main event was a, I don't know twenty eight man tag whatever. You lost me on the. When you're just putting people in the main event to have them get on show so they get some money, I'm out. There, honestly, there wasn't much there on Raw, was there? There was again. There wasn't much on Raw, which brings me 
to our point that we talked about doing this week. I am going to, you know. Don't say it. We got to do it SmackDown first. Uh, Let's do SmackDown first. Then okay. You'll, then, okay. You'll do it. then you'll do our project. Um, moment of Bliss starts in. The Moment of Bliss was a little long for me. Setting up um, Carmella and Bailey's match now. It was supposed to be the main event. Right. But they set it up that it's now the first match of the card. Um, let me tell you, this was the best thing on SmackDown. Yes, absolutely. I, there's parts that I haven't seen that we've then you're gonna hear about though. You're gonna hear about and the one I'm gonna thing. hear about them. But uh, yeah, this I don't nothing could top this. And you know, I I disagree with you. The the moment of bliss I thought lengthwise was great, just because Alexa Bliss was on it. Of course, uh, yeah. Well, I'll give you that. But I just meant <laughs> this the opening up of getting the match going. Uh, Bailey and Mello work well together. I uh, Bailey after match getting the win. Uh, using the ropes, um, is now going to defend the title at Saudi. Uh, is it going against, to against Mella? Naomi came out. Is it going to be a triple threat? Um, four, all right, wait, I'll step back. Four women's rights and everything. I, I'm all, I'm very much for this. I'm glad that they're going to go over to Saudi and have another women's match. But you're, now, I'm going to be Mark. You're going to get a watered-down Bailey, a watered-down Mella, a watered-down... very down, constricted yeah, match, and I'm not, I'm not being rude when I say this. Um, you know, I don't just watch the women's wrestling just... For the women, looks, yeah, no. But they're going to... It's going to be like the um, Lacey Evans and Natalia match, where they're going to be dressed down yeah from head to toe they're going to be covered except for their you know hands and face and head this is a match that does that is going to be really wasted i think going in or going on the saudi card okay ricochet and lesnar could give a rat's ass less about that match most of the matches over there could give a rat's ass less about this is one match that should not be on that card. I agree. All right. WWE has to stop having these pre-recorded, pre-recorded uh, interviews that Bray pops in because it was so fake. Uh, they have Hogan come on to say whatever he's going to, he's going in as the NWO member now, two-time Hall of Famer. Bray pops in, and it's fun when Bray pops in, but when, because it's editing, and over ten of over here, when Hogan's staring at the camera now for three to five seconds, doesn't seem long, but three to five seconds, and Bray is not saying anything, and Hogan's still dumbfounded, and then he answers, it just doesn't look good. It, yeah, it's supposed to be live via satellite, and come on, you got great technology. It's it's and not. And it, do, it doesn't help either, and I hate this guy. I, if W, if I could fire one guy from WWE besides McMahon, it would be Michael Cole. He just doesn't help these segments at all. He'll sit, he'll pause before he gives a question that he already knows what they're going to say to, and it just it doesn't gel. No, it it looks like third grader type stuff. So we'll get to the part. The main event was Miz and Morrison against Roman and a mystery partner. Uh, it was Daniel Bryan. They get the win. Corbin comes out and attacks him. Da, 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 da. Now we'll get to the part that Chad's going to be mad about. He cares about the. He's got his muffles on. Uh, he he cares about the Otis and Mandy date. So let's me brief it. 
Otis was getting ready all night. Mandy goes to the restaurant. And I was excited that they didn't do it in catering with other wrestlers sitting around. They actually had extras there. Um, so he walks into uh, another place in the arena. It's not a restaurant. Um, and he's got flowers. And you see him strutting in and everything. But Dolph's already sitting down with Mandy having dinner. Oh, you bitch, Dolph. And then Otis drops the flowers that he was going to give him, give her, and walks away, and that's the way it ends. Oh, I hope Otis kicks Dolph right in his balls. Not Come on, what a, you, why do you got to go there? That's Otis's, you know, probably first and only chance with a real woman, a gorgeous real woman at that. And Dolph, who's, you know... Can get anybody. He's good looking. Well, he's had a lot of people... From rumors and oh, stuff like stop, that. He's, stop. He's kind of like a porcupine. Um, you know, he's had a lot of sunny days. I was just trying to get it in there, but you wouldn't shut up. <laughs> All right, here comes the English professor and his shtick. We'll be back with the last segment. Adrian Adonis and Roddy Piper set up their respective talk shows next door to one another. The flower shop on the left and Piper's pit was on the right. It was the face-off fans had been anticipating. During Piper's absence following WrestleMania 2, the Hot Rod's controversial talk show had been replaced by the Adorable One segment. Piper was not only determined to get his show back on television, but he made it his mission to get the flower shop taken off the air. The first part of his goal was easy. As much as fans hated Piper, they missed him while he was away, and they were eager for him to come back. But the second half of his equation would prove to be much more challenging. Adonis and Piper each invited a guest to their respective show. Adonis introduced his recently hired bodyguard, ace, cowboy Bob Orton. Piper turned to an old friend. He introduced the man whom he held in high regard for his accomplishments in the ring and for his ability to successfully take over the body shop, while mutual friend Jesse the Body Ventura was also away from the wrestling business. Don Morocco could perhaps be the voice of reason in this war of words between his two fellow bad guys. Pleasantries and mutual respect quickly devolved into jokes at one another's expense, with Roddy mocking Morocco's gut and Magnificence crossing the line and calling Piper's kilt a skirt. Adonis attempted twice to interrupt Piper, but each time Hot Rod pulled a gift out of a red bag for his former friend. The first time, Piper handed Adonis a bra and told him to get lost. The second time, Roddy took an extra-large pair of pink women's underwear and wrapped them around Adrian's head. Ace immediately tried to untangle the underwear off of his boss's hat. Morocco lost his patience. He claimed he'd been invited to, by the Rowdy Scott to be a guest on the pit to speak as someone with knowledge, knowledge of professional wrestling and talk shows. But instead, Morocco claimed, Roddy had turned this whole thing into a cartoon with his antics. A cartoon! Roddy shouted incredulously. What I'm trying to stop is a cartoon by this idiot over here! Piper screamed. Morocco reminded Piper that this was the United States of America, and we were free to come and go and go as we wanted, to say what we wanted, and to dress how we wanted. I have children! The hot Scots blood rushed to his face. I do not want my kids watching this idiot! Morocco insisted Adonis had more integrity and honor than Piper. Piper called Morocco a fatso. Who are you calling fatso? Adonis demanded. Who am I calling fatso? Roddy asked. He pointed to their bellies. Take your choice! A shoving match ensued between Roddy and his former bodyguard before Adonis cracked a potted plant over Piper's head. Morocco, Orton, and Adonis pummeled Piper with fists and a steel chair 
before punching holes through all of his pictures and portraits and knocking down the plaid walls of the pit like the cops busting up Sonny Black's bar in Donnie Brasco. Adonis drew on Piper's face with lipstick as he lay unconscious. Many fans still believed in 1986. To quote Greg the Hammer Valentine, they didn't believe like they did in 1979, but they they still believed. While older siblings and friends insisted it wasn't real, even though they watched it right along with us, my friends and I defended pro wrestling's credibility. We pointed to the law of gravity as our proof. You simply couldn't fake those falls. You couldn't fake the strength necessary to lift and hold a 300-pound man above your head. But just when some fans were getting a little too wise, a segment steeped in reality, like Piper's Pit versus the Flower Shop, roped them back. While some fans were certain that the outcomes of matches were predetermined, they could still find themselves enthralled by such heated, impassioned debate. Roddy Piper did not agree with Adrian Adonis' lifestyle. He did not agree with how Adonis dressed. He did not want to subject his children to this way of life. Right or wrong, politically correct or not, Roddy stated his case, and many of the fans agreed. More importantly, they believed. If they knew, they likely forgot, at least for a little while, that Roddy Piper and Adrian Adonis were really the very closest of friends, with Piper often referring to Adonis as his brother. But did Roderick Toombs really feel the same way as Roddy Piper? Who knows? Probably not, but he kept us guessing. And as our good friend Al Snow says, it's about making them guess what's real. Ten years later, Vince McMahon had a serious conversation with his employees. Gone were the competitors who only moonlighted as wrestlers and had day jobs. There were no more pig farmers, no Washington tax shysters, no trash collectors, no police officers, and no one who could repo your car. Those characters were replaced by much more complex individuals. Suddenly, there was a tortured soul who wore a leather mask because he couldn't face the cruel world. He ripped out his own hair, punched himself in the face, and stabbed himself in the leg because he felt he deserved the pain, screeching and squealing with every bit of self-mutilation. A beer-guzzling, foul-mouthed, obscene-gestured, pickup-truck-driving redneck was now renaming Bible verses and had the final say and bottom line to every conversation. Vince told the performers of his company he needed to see more of their real-life personalities. That meeting led to perhaps the greatest era in pro wrestling. Fans love when wrestling pulls back the curtain. More than any other form of entertainment, we enjoy seeing how the sausage is made. What goes into making a movie, writing a song, producing special effects, putting on a play? All of that may be interesting to some, but it doesn't capture the imagination like knowing the secrets of pro wrestling. That's why, right or wrong, it's more intriguing to discuss Montreal or the curtain call than an actual match. That's why, despite the fact that I love every minute of every episode of NWA Power, What stood out from last week's episode was Eddie Kingston telling Pope and the Dawsons how he felt about homicide. Kingston kept his hands behind his back as a sign that he would remain peaceful. He claimed to have a screwdriver in his pocket and to have picked up a wrench from under the ring. The fans laughed, and Kingston chuckled along with them. The NWA said, please don't do that. Then Kingston put a stop to the sarcasm and got real. When I should, he continued, stone-faced but still not raising his voice. I should go after your eyes, he said, pointing to Pope. I should go after your tongue and rip it out of your mouth. He demanded Pope look him eye to eye, warning him to never disrespect homicide again. That man built New York City. That man made stars. Kingston talked about the wrestlers who found success as champions thanks to homicide's hard work. Then, with a guttural voice that seemed to come from a darker place, 
a place of self-loathing, but also of love and gratitude for his friend, a place of despair and hopelessness, but also of retribution and forgiveness. Kingston told Pope and the Dawsons how homicide saved him from death. Because of him, I didn't commit suicide, Kingston said. I'd die for that man. The Dawsons looked like the biker gang who waltzed into Sonny's bar in the Bronx still, thinking they can dump their beers everywhere until Sonny told them, now you can't leave. Their faces dropped. All their courage and strength was drained right from their bodies. Pope has the smoothest voice in wrestling and is never at a loss for words, but he didn't say anything. Had he come back with a quick quip, then I may have thought the whole thing was a work, but silence told a greater story than words could. Did Eddie Kingston really contemplate suicide? If he did, then why? What did homicide do to help him turn his life around? Maybe Pope's comments about homicide were part of the show, but was Kingston really that mad about them? Just like Ric Flair's tirade against Eric Bischoff, Kingston reminded us that his speech was real. Art should be a creation of reality. Whether it's a song, a play, a film, or a pro wrestling promo, we should believe what we're seeing. Did the country singer really have his heart broken? Is the main character really attracted to the love interest? Was Eddie Kingston really in such a dark place? Reality doesn't just have to be dramatic. Britt Baker hugged Tony Schiavone before calling his question stupid. As we all know, Britt Baker is a real-life dentist. The good doctor explained that her vicious beating of Ayuka Sakasaki was her legal and ethical obligation as a dentist, which includes improving the overall health of the public. The mandibular second molar, you know, number 19, had extensive decay, which led to severe pulper necrosis and the formation of a chronic apical abscess. The tooth would have fallen out eventually, and Britt extracted it for free. Ayuka likely didn't have insurance, but Tony was covered by Starbucks since he was a barista for them. Britt is a dentist, but was all that dental mumbo-jumbo legit? And did Tony really work at Starbucks? Fans booed loudly and gave Baker a bunch of middle fingers. In 2020, when we're all so smart and wise, she still got the crowd to a fever pitch. In a shorter period of time, Baker has drawn more hate from fans than Sasha and Bailey combined. Maybe it takes a little more than just either changing your hair color from purple to blue or losing your pigtail and chopping your hair short to get a real reaction from an audience. The previous week, Britt, excuse me, Dr. Baker called out Jim Ross for flubbing over the names of the women's division. We all love JR, but we'd be lying if we said we didn't notice his errors. But AEW and Britt went there. Whose idea was it? Was JR offended? Dr. Baker delivered the lines with conviction, but what did she really think about having to hurt the pride and feelings of the best play-by-play guy to ever put on a headset? It's a fairly easy formula. Hulk Hogan said you had to check your ego at the door when you worked with Mr. Perfect. Assuming everyone can check their egos, tapping into their real lives can make for better wrestling television. This week on Raw, we had the immensely talented Shayna Baszler turn into a vampire or a zombie. The Queen of Spades, the submission specialist who promises one of three outcomes, snap, tap, or nap, bit the back of Becky's neck. If I thought Becky was annoying before, her too tough for medical attention act was such an eye roller that I turned off raw. My nine-year-old son wasn't even interested. Speaking of Becky, the WWE tried to get real with her a few months ago by acknowledging her real-life romance with Seth Rollins and booking them in a painfully awkward promo where Becky tried to tickle Rollins, but he tried to get away. But now that Rollins is a bad guy and Becky is still the man, there's no working any program with them together. Unless you're AEW. 
Cody needed more support with each lash he took from MJF. We fans could only get him so far. Coach Arn came out to provide inspiration. Dustin came to the ring to encourage his little brother. Finally, it took Brandy to get her husband to stand up and take that last lash. Brandy has been managing a stable of bad guys and has the odd habit of cutting off the hair of their victims. And I think it would be perfectly acceptable if she returned to her own business dealings after helping her husband through this difficult time. WWE is trying too hard not to offend anyone. In doing so, they've become boring and complacent. Obviously, the days of a cross-dressing villain being mocked by Hulk Hogan skipping around the ring with his wrists bent forward are over. And that's a good thing. But the competition are incorporating reality in 2020. They are getting us to believe in 2020. They are keeping us guessing what's real in 2020. And that, can't crush us listeners, is an English professor shoot. In today's English Tip of the Week, we'll look at collective nouns. A collective noun represents a collection of things. Examples include a bunch of bananas, a team of players, a crew of construction workers, and a pride of lions. The collective noun is singular, but represents plural things. But how do we conjugate them? Are they singular or plural? Typically, in England, collective nouns are plural. For example, if that judge guy from IWC were presiding over a case in England, he would ask, have the jury reached the decision? But in the States, he would ask, has the jury reached the decision? Typically, in American English, collective nouns are singular. Let's take a look at a couple of quick examples. When Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy faced the British Bulldogs, I wanted Heenan's men to win and become champs. So I could say, I hope Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy win the belts. How could I use a collective noun here, and how would it conjugate? I could have said, I hope the Heenan family wins the belts. Or, I hope that the team that can't be slammed wins the belts. Family and team are collective nouns, and in American English, they conjugate as singular nouns. In another example, I could say, I think Gangrel, Edge, and Christian look really cool. But if I wanted to use a collective noun, I could say, I think the brood looks really cool. And if you're thinking of using this example of the brood to disprove my previous point about Shayna Baszler and vampires, don't. The brood was so damn cool. Anyway, collective nouns are one example of a slight difference between English in England and American English. And speaking of the good old USA, tell him, Sarge. You're dismissed. Again, he needs more airtime, so the English professor. So, yeah, he got second time. He, he's not going to get his five to seven times a week that he likes. No, he he wants it in his contract, but it's not going to happen. What does your contract say? My contract? Um, lucky if Mark calls you, be on call. That's what mine says. Right. And I get a, I get a soda. You brought your to, own. But today. I have to serve myself. Oh, yeah. You definitely, you're now, so. and you don't knock anymore. Because if you yeah. knock, you get the dog all fired up, and that just, the dog's missing you right now. He is gouging Ethan's door. Door. Yeah. So he's going to come down like a barrel of horse shit here in a minute and be ready to go. So we have a project this week, me and you. And yes. this is this is really good. I, I want to, we talked, not on the ride, but we talked earlier this week about how much wrestling is actually on WWE and, and how much in ring, in ring, in ring stuff. stuff. Okay, so go. Yeah, we're just, uh, we just talked about it because we think that WWE could really serve Raw better 
get better ratings, better storylines, everything like that, if they would cut an hour out of Raw. And we're saying that hour is promo time, garbage time, review time. As much as I love like the, the, the Mandy Rose angle and stuff like that, it's, it's humor in that, but it's stuff that could be weeded out a good percentage of it, 60% of it. And it would just either leave more in ring action, you know, for like the actual wrestling, um, or it, it just needs it just needs to be removed as much as it is. Um, so the project is Chad is going to time raw in ring uh, action is going to be broken down. You, you're going to break them down individually, like in ring promo garbage that we're going to call yeah, it garbage, if it, and uh, then review. Are you going to break like four categories? Yeah, um, the 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 in ring obviously self explanatory actual action in ring. Um, this isn't going to be backstage brawls. This is anything crap like that. Um, you know, in or uh, promos obviously. Uh, it's self explanatory. You know, another self explanatory. Hey, what do you think? You just lost the lost this match to so and so, or you just won this match, or going into this match, what are you thinking? Eh, you know that kind of stuff. Garbage stuff. Pretty <laughs> much any, you know, an, wow. another thing, you know, anything involving somebody like King Corbin, Mo- um, Mojo, Mojo, you know, stupid stuff like that. Uh, it's pretty, he's got three hours on raw. I am going to do AEW. It's two hours. I know everybody's going to like, we can't compare apples oranges see, I, because I, there's three hours or two. Right. I, We're just breaking the time down folks. Yeah. And I thought about that. You can say. When you do your two hours, and I do my three, you can get, okay, for an average average hour, this much crap happened. Right. That's where you can make the comparison. With Raw, you're going to have three hours to take that from. With AEW, too, but it's it's not going to make a difference because Raw's going to have an average. Right. And AEW's going to have, have an, an average. average. So at two hours, three hours, it's really not going to make a difference. So that's our project this week. Yes. Uh, And the reason we're using Raw is because that's supposedly their flagship show, even though it's, to me, nine times out of ten, the worst show of the week that WWE puts out. Oh, without a doubt. Now let's talk about the best show of the week real quick. Um, NXT TakeOver Portland is tonight. It's in a couple hours, folks, by the time this is being released. Adam Cole against Champa. Uh, Rhea against Bel Air, the, the Tegan Knox Dakota Kai is the match that I want to watch. Yeah, that's, I think that's going to be an absolute physical brawl because, again, when you have storylines, you got to have something that makes sense. This is a friendship crushed by somebody losing their mind, yep. getting pissed off about things. This makes sense. The match, you're going to give me bad eyes. The match I really don't care about is the Undisputed Era against um, the Bro Sisters. No, I, I, I am hoping for this match. So help me, the good man above, if they have, you know, the Bro Squad beat them for the title, 
I think O'Reilly Fish and everybody else ought to jump in there with chairs and just beat the shit out of them. Matt Riddle itself. Break his toe. Especially Matt Riddle. Uh, this, this, I, I just don't want them to lose the titles. I think it... What you it want and what a, you get is completely different. Yeah. Um, this would be a bad, bad move for the Undisputed Era to lose the titles to these idiots. They take a month off and they show up at WrestleMania. It would be nice, but... Again, then they're screwed on the main Vince, roster. Yeah, then Vince has a hold of them, and they're screwed. This is the day that all title. Well, they Roderick already lost his, but this is the the time that the titles could change hands. You see, Champa taking Cole out. I don't. I don't. I see them having any time. Anytime Adam Cole's in a singles match, and Champa's right right there with him, it's going to be a mat. It's going to be a brutal. Especially with these two, with the the kicks, the running knees, the history. The, it, it, this is going to be a brutal match. I'm I'm biased. I don't care. Of course you are. Um, I Adam Cole. I'm pulling for Adam Cole in this, and I like Champa. I do, but I I'm pulling for Adam Cole. Me, this is going to make your eyes roll. I could give a rat's butt less about the female match. Well, we already know it's going to be Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania. So and that's exact, that that's exact that's one point. The Charlotte exactly show up why. tonight. The Charlotte show up tonight. Charlotte shows up, jumps her after the match. Belair's no help because she's hurt or outside the ring or whatever. Charlotte shows up. That is one reason why I don't I could care less because well, the I don't match care about that one. Match. Dakota is what I'm all about on this match. And, and the, Tegan. But. And the second thing. I don't like Bel Air. I, I mean, she's. It's. Eh. Oh, see, I like Bel Air. I, I don't like her character, so. I, the EST of NXT? I do. No. Um, she needs to have a hair versus hair match against somebody. Next week, we have IWC uh, Saturday in uh, Elizabeth. We'll touch on that. Uh, John will be going to the show for us. Uh, we have some prior engagements we need to take care of here, so we'll get a, a, a touching. Maybe John will uh, forego his English tip of the week and all of that and just cover IWC with us a little bit so we know what's going on. Uh, other than that, um, playoff basketball started, so I, I'm going to be engulfed in that this week. Yeah, the, uh, today's, what, what's today's date? The 16th. 16th. Um, there's something totally... Uh, off of wrestling, kind of keep in mind, uh, coming up on the 24th is uh, Kobe Bryant's memorial service. Um, they're doing it, obviously, on that date because of his uh, number, That's I, everything. Uh, just something to keep in mind. This is, like I said before about it, um, I'm not a huge basketball fan. I wasn't a, you know, overly fan of his or whatever, but uh, this is just a loss that has hit so many people across you know across the globe and that uh yeah I, again chat's always i don't know how i can bring it back up and say guys go to facebook instagram twitter every week after he's bringing it down but that's where we are send us emails we're still doing that ask the can crusher uh i'm not gonna lie i haven't checked email out this week because i'm a bum but it's cancrusher69 at gmail.com because we're going to take all those questions and make it one huge show uh, about what's going on. 
You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, you know, all the all the podcasting platforms. And one thing we haven't mentioned in a while, guys, uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. Go make sure you go and check them out. I will always refer you back to the B. Brian Blair interview that we had. He talks about the Cauliflower Alley Club and what they do for retired wrestlers and those that have passed. They uh, they have a foundation and they you know distribute money around to help them. Um, when I when I think of this, I think of the two big men that uh, Kamala right now having major health issues, uh, one man gang losing his house and stuff like that. Um, we get a newsletter every couple months about what's going on and have some nice articles in it. Guys, you can join and you can help support them. Just go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and uh, it, it they do a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Hint, Vince McMahon, instead of paying you know celebrities for WrestleMania $15, $20 million to come in and blowing this, all this money on stupid sh- shit that you do. Again with shit. Put it, put it out there. Put some money... To something like this. Give them some money. With nothing in return. Take care of the guys that put you where you are today. I That's the best way to end this show. Uh, guys, we'll be back Wednesday with another great interview on the Spotlight. But until then, just remember, Chad, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called the garbage can. Not the garbage cannot. <laughs>